Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. had yet another 60-point game. One night after Carl Anthony Towns went for 60, Kyrie Irving follows it up with a 60-burger of his own as the Nets pummeled the Magic. Kind of lame ducks Tuesday night as far as the games go. Only close one was Miami and Detroit. By the way, how about those Pistons? They're starting to try to figure some things out, and Cade Cunningham's really coming around. Sadiq Bey's looking great. It's fun to follow that along. But... More of the story here is the scoring performances we've seen. <laughs> they are just absolutely bonkers. It's, it's the fact that you think that you have one amazing scoring night and then it's followed up the next day with the same thing or even in the same day. Because, lest we forget, the night that Carl Anthony Towns put up 60 on Monday, we had Stephen Curry put up 47. And just hours before that, we had Trey Young putting up 46, where he scored 21 in the third quarter. By the way, in that 60-point performance by Cat, 32 in the third. Just stupid, stupid numbers. Over the weekend, we had Josh Hart put up 44 points. LeBron has two 50-point games since the All-Star break. The hell is going on? I don't know, but it's fun because you're just seeing how talented these guys are. Add that on top of the March Madness that's going on. We had two teams win on Tuesday in the first four. We have the next two uh, to be decided on Wednesday night. And then the big dance begins on Thursday at noon. So lots of basketball, lots of fun. And that's why you're here listening to us here on Keep It at 94. Spencer Davies, Brian Fritz. Another episode brought to you by, of course, the BasketballNews.com podcast network. Powered by Ticket Smarter and Prize Picks. B, what's happening, man? How are you reacting to all of these scoring performances? Because it feels like they just haven't slowed down. You're waiting for an off night for somebody to not score 30, and it hasn't happened. It's crazy. Like you mentioned, you know, one of the LeBron games, I think it was the one where the most recent one that he had uh, where he put up 50, and a lot of that was in the second half. And it was like one of those games is just like, ah, eh, this is going to be nothing. And then come to find out LeBron like goes off. And then the Kyrie Irving game, I mean, he was just in such a zone. And remember, he played 35 minutes, but most of those points were within the first three quarters. And he got, he got taken out of the game pretty early in the fourth. The game was out of hand. And I really wonder if that game had been closer, if they let him stay in there, what he could have put up. Because, I mean, I think 70 was easily in arm's reach there 
And who knows <laughs> what, what he could have done? Because, I mean, if they kind of gave him the green light and said, just go out there and go for it. I mean, could he have gotten 75? Could he have gotten 80? I don't, I don't know if he could have gotten that. I 70 definitely could have. And, uh, but it was ridiculous what, what Kyrie was doing the other night. Let's play a little game here, Brian. And I want to, because I just looked this up because I was curious as I was talking about these amazing scoring performances. And by the way, sorry for leaving out Jason Tatum. Sorry for leaving out Luka Doncic, uh, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic. There's a lot. There's a lot, guys. But just out of curiosity, I want to see what you, how many you would guess here. And the minimum is, is uh, three games played. But honestly, the rest of the field has more than five games played. How many players in the NBA over the last two weeks are averaging 25 points or more a game? Oh, boy. Over the last how two weeks? You two said, weeks. Or a week? Yeah. Two weeks. Averaging 25 or more. Um, I mean, it's got to be a lot. I would think 12? 27. Good Lord. I'm not even close. 27, double that, double that. You want to expand the field more? How many players have averaged 20 points a game in the last two weeks? Oh, 50? 45. So you, you ballparked it closer in that situation. Now, when you, when you hear that, when you hear that there are 27 players who have averaged 25 or more over the last two weeks, now mind you, it's you know six, six seven game sample sizes is your highest. But at the same time, it's just, wow, how on earth is, is this happening? And, you know, another, you know, I may as well just go through and list them. Uh, Kyrie is at the very top. He's averaging 37.8 points per game over his last four. Jason Tatum, 37.4 over his last five. LeBron, 36 over his last six. Probably the most impressive, right? Uh, then you have Ingram, Doncic, De'Aaron Fox, Trey Young, Giannis, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, Kevin Durant, Cameron Johnson in there, but he's only played two games. So let's keep that in mind. Shea Gilgis Alexander, though, who has scored 30 points in I think all but two games since the All Star break. Uh, he's averaging he, just over 24 on the season. Yeah, he's averaging 28.4 over the last two weeks. Uh, Julius Randle finding his, his form. Uh, you got Cat on there. You got Pascal, Ja, Darius Gar uh, Garland. Um, DeJounte Murray, Terry Rozier, DeMar DeRozan, who is kind of taking a little bit of a step back, if you want to say about his percentages. Chris Middleton, who's heating up. Tyler Hero, the only player on this list coming off the bench, mind you, on that one, uh, is averaging 26 a game. Steph, Levine, Booker, and CJ McCollum. That's your list of players averaging over 25 a game. And just shows you week. how talented these players are in the NBA, especially when it comes to offense. I think there's also something to we're kind of in this final month of the season and there's maybe a little relaxing on defense as well. But I mean, <laughs> the way that the guys can shoot in the league and how creative everybody is offensively, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, no, it's, it's completely bonkers, dude. But as, as a fan, I'm enjoying it because now I'm kind of on the edge of my seat waiting for who's going to one-up the next guy. And like, Yeah, I mean, I mean... When's the last time we've seen a 60-point performance get followed by a 60-point performance the next day? I, I don't, don't know if that's you don't happened see it. before. You don't see it. And you know, I'm just waiting for one of these games where 
we do get a classic shootout when we get somebody from each team to score like 50. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is too, the, you know, Monday was a better day than Tuesday as far as the competition goes, but um, we're seeing standing shift. Um, Things are pretty tight still, but I feel like uh, there's teams in the West starting to create a little bit of separation outside, um, you know, of those, those teams that are trying to fight for, you know, higher seeds outside of the top three. Um, the East is still a cluster F, um, but it, it's kind of getting to that nitty gritty mode. Like, Brian, we've literally got 15 games or less until the playoffs start. We do. I, and it's, I think there's still a lot of questions when it comes to seeding, but here's one thing that I wonder about. Do we already know who's at least going to be, who the top 10 teams in each conference are? Do we feel good about... Uh, who who's even going to make the play-in tournament at this point? I, f- I feel good about the East. I'm not sure about the West. Right. When you look at the East, you're seeing the separation between the Wizards and the Hornets, who are the next one up at, at, at number 10, right? And, I mean, barring some, like, miracle, you're not going to see the Knicks in there or the Wizards in there unless Charlotte completely implodes and their defense yeah. completely lets them down, which we've seen. But they're getting, which we've they're seen, getting Hayward but, back here pretty soon, but, I mean, they're yes. still they're four games ahead. Right, yeah, they're four games ahead. Now, in the, the West, you still got the Blazers in there. You still got San Antonio in there. Kind of have a long shot with the Kings, and the Kings did just beat the Bulls, and they needed that desperately uh, to stay in this race. Um, But I think you're getting an idea of who the the, the top seeds are going to be, if you if that answers your question. Um. Well, it the feels matchups like, I'm not exactly sure about because there's still so yeah. much room here. Well, in the West, I mean, I mean, we all know about the Lakers and their problems lately, to say the least. The Pelicans have definitely played better ball. And you sit there and go, well, the Blazers and the Spurs, you know, they're only, you know, uh, a and game a half, and two and games, games back. back yeah. yeah. I mean, they're in range. But, like, then you look at the teams behind them. The Blazers in the last 10, 3 and 7. The Spurs in their last 10, 3 and 7. The Kings in their last 10, 3 and 7. Like, do they really want to move up? Do they really want to get into the playing tournament? <laughs> like, you know, I mean, and, and I honestly have this question when it comes to the Lakers and all their problems, and they're not going to do this, but I know they have aspirations of Anthony Davis coming back and – if he does come back and all signs are pointing to, he will be, I don't think he'll be back into the playoffs or maybe a game or two before then, but even with him, they're not going anywhere. And you know, LeBron's going out there and he's putting up these ridiculous numbers. I mean, he's 0.2 points behind Joel Embiid for the scoring lead on the season. And, you know, we tweaked his ankle again the other night and we all know about the age and the mileage and all that stuff. And I'm sitting there going, okay, at what point do you just say we're we're taking the season down? It's over. Like let's move on, LeBron. You're out. Let's let's save some mileage here. And I know he doesn't want to do that. And you know, in the meantime, it's almost like, well, if we're not going to win, I'm going to rack up some numbers here. And I I don't know what the right decision is. I mean, I I couldn't blame them if if they just said that's it. You know, we're putting a wrap on this season and putting them down and getting ready for next year because. I don't care what anybody says. You can sit there and go, well, LeBron's playing at this level and they get AD back. You never know. And I'm like, no, I know. I've seen enough. I can't They're not remember. doing anything. I can't remember where I saw it or if I've mentioned it on this podcast, but it, it was hilarious. I saw a tweet on 
um, a, a few days ago saying, gee, I didn't know that LeBron James would be playing the role of Bradley Beal this year. <laughs> I mean, is, oh. he, is the person wrong? Like, no, they're not. That's a and perfect, like, oh, man. you watch that. Head. You watch that Laker team. It's not hard to pick out who gives a damn and who doesn't. Let me tell you, it's not hard at all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not. Chop wood, carry water. As as uh, Kent Bazemore will tweet every day. Yeah. Chop wood, carry water. <laughs> oh, it's so interesting. Hey, Bri, let's 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 start this a little early. Uh, let's go into our prize picks. Sure. And uh, just want to remind our audience, all users that deposit and use the promo code NEWS on prize picks will receive a 100% instant deposit matched up to 100 bucks. So make sure to sign up at app.prizepicks.com. Make your picks and use the promo code NEWS. All right, we got we to gotta try to win. Got to try to win, Bri. Uh, we did not so have great a good last week last week. week. No. We, we were, we were All bad. three misfired. No, All three misfired. I don't want to talk about it. I got one of three, but I'm not proud of it. Yeah. yeah I'm not sure. proud. I mean, one out of six. Uh, I, I'm not a math whiz, but I think that's like 8% <laughs> or 11. Whatever it is, know, it yeah. ain't good. I'll it tell you that. Good. It ain't good. <laughs> It is not good. Wait, no, it's definitely not 8%. That's terrible. It's got to be somewhere in like, I don't know, 16. One in six. Each one's worth about 16%. So, yeah, it's about 16%, 17%. (laughs) All right, fire them away. No wonder we can't pick these damn things right. We can't even do simple math. We're not good with numbers. (laughs) Not good with numbers. All right. Do you want to do your three first? Sure, yeah. So uh, we have a new option available on our prize pick website. So that is fun in itself. You get to pick whether a dude gets a double-double or not. How I, You know, it seems so simple, right? But hey, that's how I felt about the three-pointers, and I've gotten burned on that way, 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 way too many times. But I, I keep, will say I this. keep teasing you to like go with free throws made, but never. you won't do it. Never, never, never. I will be... Absolutely flabbergasted if Jakob Pertl does not get a double-double against the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are basically without a true center. So I'm taking Jakob Pertl for a double-double against the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's one. And for my PRAs, I'm going with one game, two different dudes. First, Bruce Brown, 19.5 point rebounds and assists. Going to take the over on that. And Spencer Dinwiddie in his Brooklyn homecoming as a member of the Mavericks this time, not the Wizards, uh, 24 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Going to take over on that puppy as well. So those are my three picks. Jakob Pertl getting a double-double tonight. Bruce Brown over 19 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. And Spencer Dinwiddie over 24 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. So typically, when I make my picks... Um, Kyle I, Kuzma I, has got to be involved. There's no, there's well, no like other way. Well, I like to stick... I typically like to stick to points, you know? Yeah, I mean, you, you like doing, you know, points, rebounds, assists. I stick with points. However, I did not do points this time. I decided to do only blocks and steals for oh. all three of my picks. Oh. All of them overs. It. And I have Marcus Smart, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Kyle Kuzma all over one and a half point, one and a half blocks and steals. Okay. All right, going with the gamble. Going with the the Wizards gamble. 
Yeah. I'm not, not, not necessarily a fan of that one. But one and a half blocks and steals combined for each of those guys. That's all they got to do. Get two blocks the and steals combined. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Why not? Give it a try, right? <laughs> Wait. It, it seems so simple. One and a half. You just got to get two blocks so and steals. So each of them has com- 0.5. Each of them has 1.5. Okay. So, you know, you get two blocks, two steals, get one of each. Boom, that person gets it. I just need those three guys to do that. All right, who has the highest amount on that that you need? No, all of them each are at 1.5. All of them are at 1.5. Yes. So you need over I need one Kyle and a half Kuzma for each. to get, Yes, I need over one and a half for each one. So you think Kyle Kuzma can get two blocks and one block or and two one steals? Steal, yeah. And or then one you block get, and one steal. Yeah. And you think the rest can as well. Yeah, Dorian Finney-Smith and Marcus Smart. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. But that is prize picks. Those are our prize picks. Remember, once again, all users that deposit and use the promo code NEWS on prize picks, that's NEWS on prize picks, will receive a 100% instant deposit matched up to $100. So make sure to sign up at app.prizepicks.com. And you can do better than us. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll make that a part of the read. We'll <laughs> just say, you can easily beat Spencer and Brian. <laughs> You'll have a better track record than us in about two weeks. Can I throw somebody into the bus? Because I listened to our very smart, wise one, Evan Sidery, who does the Daily Nothing But Beds podcast, and he's usually spot on. He's really, really good. And I listened to his picks the other night, and I decided to go with it, and I lost. Okay? So I'm blaming Evan for that one. I was going to say, you, 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 you know, you, you put him over. You put him over real quick, and then you just buried him on the next line. <laughs> you, you, you definitely worked the crowd on that one. One of Sorry. the few times he's off. And, I mean, and it was, you know, I, I took Jokic with over the points when he was playing Embiid the other night, and he said, he said both of them for the over. I was like, that sounds really good. So, you know, I took, I took them both, and Embiid hit it, and Jokic did not. Oh, well. Oh, well, but Evan's really good and uh, using good. this system. He's up thousands and it's not thousands of bucks on, on prize. Oh, picks. If, yeah, if he, he was, be, if he would be um, putting them on his uh, account, he would be up quite the pretty penny. So definitely yes, uh, listen to his podcast, nothing but bets. And also pay attention daily to his posts on basketballnews.com. He does best bets uh, for each night. So pay attention to that. And especially, uh, you know, come this time of year, uh, very, very um, good breakdowns and uh, articles as well. So. By the way, you talk about this time of the year. Before we get into what we're going to talk about here with the NBA, you mentioned, obviously, we've got the NCAA tournament coming. And by the way, hope everybody filled out their bracket on basketballnews.com. Um, but at the same time, you love this time of the year. Games start Thursday at noon. How many TVs or how many monitors do you have going for the games during the day? I will have three. So I'll have my main TV. I'll have my fire stick uh, on the second TV in the living room because I've always had two TVs in the living room. And then I'll have one up on my laptop. And usually that'll do the job because um, the fourth game, if you don't notice on timing, is usually like a little bit after the other three. So so you can catch up on that. You you catch the important stuff. Yeah, you can catch those. So I think three is about the right amount on screen time. 
Here's the one thing that I'm a little bit perturbed about, though. Um, so, as you know, if you check our Slack, uh, not for our audience, but our, our co-workers and, and whatnot, I am a huge Akron Zips fan. I have watched every single game this year. Uh, unfortunately, never attended one at the Jar, which is where they play. Um, probably the first time that's happened in a long time. But I did go to the Mid-American Conference Tournament. It's my favorite time of year. We haven't had it the last, you know, couple years with fans. And went back and amazing experience. Uh, saw my Zips, who were the fourth seed in the tournament, go and beat the number one seed and then beat the number two seed on Friday and Saturday. So we are in the big dance and we are facing a former Final Four team from last year. It's UCLA. Problem here. UCLA Akron. It's in Portland. Okay, they start at 9.50 Eastern time. I have a flight that is leaving. And unfortunately, that flight is leaving at 7.30. So I will be missing a lot of that action. But hopefully I can catch the second half of that, Bri. See, this is what happens when you make plans and you're not counting on your team. When your team has a chance, you have to go out of the way to not plan anything else. I booked you have to drop this, everything else. I booked this three months ago. How was I supposed to know that they would be in at Portland? Like, could the NCAA not have made this like during the day? Like, it just had to work out this way. Or they couldn't have put him on Friday when I wasn't in the air. It's just like, that sucks. That sucks a lot, but I will be pulling for my zips. I think they can get it done. We have uh, quite the cast of characters. And uh, what I love about this team, too, is that we're going to return everybody next year. We don't have one senior, Brian. We don't have a single senior on our team. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. That is nuts. Yeah. How does that happen? So I'm pulling for the zips. I'm hoping that we can make it to the Sweet 16. If you guys do remember, John Gross was the coach of Ohio University in 2012. And that team beat the third-seeded Georgetown Bulldogs that year and nearly beat North Carolina in the Sweet 16 to get to the Elite Eight. So, John Gross, coach of the Zips, going to shout my guys out. Enrique Freeman, love what he's doing this year. He's one of the few in the uh, entire country that's averaging a uh, double-double. I know Brian Fonseca, um, one of our resident writers at basketballnews.com. He's Puerto Rican. Loves Enrique's game. Um, we also have Michael Wynn on the team, who is Puerto Rican. So a couple Puerto Rican uh, uh, players on our team. We have Xavier Castaneda, who's done a really good job of stepping up at the point guard position. Um, Ali Ali is still so young and so talented. Um, just has to figure out some things on the awareness end. Um, we have a lot of good players um, and ones that can still grow. But uh, I'm really excited to see what we can do against UCLA. I know you obviously have Jaime Jaquez and you have Johnny Juzang and Tiger Campbell is one of the better point guards in the country. But I think the biggest problem Akron could have had is if they would have had to deal with big size, someone like a Kofi Coburn at Illinois or something like that, or, you know, somebody that's uh, bigger in stature, someone like a Travion Williams or something, or Zach Eady with Purdue, for example. So I like this four seed, 13 seed matchup. Because at least they're not going to get outsized. Sorry, that's that's my Akron Zips uh, lingo for the day. So here's the real question. Would you rather 
have the Akron Zips make it to at least the Sweet 16 or have Baker Mayfield still be your quarterback for the Browns next year? Uh, that's a simple one, Bri. Uh, I already know that that's not a possibility. So I'm going to take the obvious answer and have my Zips get to the Sweet 16. Wow. Uh, and, and we're not going to get into the Baker stuff. Uh, it's unfortunate the way that this is coming to an end, but uh, it, clearly there is a, a reset going on with our team. So that's as far as I'm going to take it. Are you going to miss the commercials uh, involving the stadium that Baker's in or? No. <laughs> no. Though the one with Alex Cooper was really funny. So that, that was good. Yeah, that was pretty good. But yeah. you don't want the ones where he's pouring out the nacho cheese for everybody or? The code on the building is just eight. It's just, it's just, it's I'm all sorry bad. that I know this even. It's, it's incredible. All it's all bad. Right? It's, all bad. it's all bad. Come on. I was in a good mood. I was talking about March Madness. You- I was talking about my zips. I was talking about all the big scoring performances. And then you had to bring back the football in here. Did you like his goodbye note to fans on Twitter? Yes. I thought it was really classy. It was a preemptive. I'm out of here. Yes, it was in a very, it, he didn't even say Browns in the letter either. It just said Cleveland. <laughs> so there's that. There's that. Who's your, who's your, uh, I, I know that you just did a bracket on basketballnews.com yesterday. Who is your surprise get to the Sweet 16 team? Oh, God. Now I got to look it up. Um, I believe it was Murray State. Nice. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Team had two right, losses yeah. this year. Yeah. Ja Morant, Cameron Payne, they laid the foundation at that place, man. They, they're 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 getting up there to where they're soon gonna be the butler, the next butler, I think, um, of college basketball. Every year their seats going it, yeah. up. They're not be they're not uh you know a, a team that you can look past anymore. You know you, you, they're becoming the Wichita State, the Butler, that type of team. I mean, I will admit that I went chalk in the finals in that I had Gonzaga beating Arizona. One seeds. <laughs> I know. I know. You know what, though? I would have put UCLA in there, but I just, I like Gonzaga to win it all, and they would, they would have to face Gonzaga in the final four. I have a very, very distinct feeling about Tennessee. I don't know what it really? is, but I have Tennessee winning my championship, actually. Whoa. Yes. Now well, that's bold. I was going to say, we're going to, we're going to end up looking at uh, these, Results next week when we're in the Sweet 16 and being very, you know, laughable and whatnot and seeing who gets who. I want to see one 16 seed upset. I always want to, I always root for the 16 seed upset, especially since, since UMBC did it to Virginia a few years ago. Um, but isn't there a chance this year, you, especially with Baylor being banged up? Norfolk? Yeah. Shout out Norfolk. Actually, I, if I see Baylor in North Carolina, I wouldn't be surprised if North Carolina upset them. I, I like North Carolina a lot. The games, the, the, the three, four games that I've watched them this year. Yeah. I'm not going to act like I'm some college basketball nut, but I will say I do edit the articles that uh, the amazing Derek Murray and Bat- Matt Babcock put out. And, um, you know, I'm at least a you little You know a lot a more about college hoops than I do because I watch a very, very, very limited amount that and my buddy Bob is a, just a degenerate gambler. And he tells me all about these teams and what their, <laughs> their, their tendencies are and how much offense and defense they play and the style they play. So shout out to Bob for that, by the way, that's uh, when you're getting the real info though, man. I mean, come oh, on, yeah. you're getting the down and dirty. 
Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. So I <laughs> I get a little bit of, of info from him, but uh, there are th- some things that we disagree on. <laughs> yeah. Oh Lord, but that's March Madness though. Make sure you go to basketballnews.com um, and pick out your teams there. Again, go Zips, 13 seed. Let's make it happen. Let's go. Let's go, boy. Let's go. All right, Brian, what are we getting into next year? Well, you know, since we are only a month away from the NBA playoffs, like you said, most teams only have about 15 games to go. I thought now would be a pretty good time to look at what the matchups right now look like. Okay. And, and what matchups we want to see. Sure. In the postseason, because those could be different and there could still be some big swings, you know, especially, especially with the, you know, in the East in the where you've got. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, in the, you know, in the East, you know, we've got, you know, uh, the top seven teams are only divided by, you know, seven games. Yeah. And there, there's a lot that could change there. I think, I think some could change in the West, but there's going to be bigger swings would probably happen in the East. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And it's funny because I see a matchup already that, that would intrigue me if things stayed the way they were. And that is this 7-8 matchup would be in the play-in tournament, right? Winner of that game gets the 7 seed. Uh, I would have Brooklyn winning that game, first of all, uh, which would make Milwaukee-Brooklyn a first-round matchup currently. Talk about fun. <laughs> Talk that's about in, that's fun. That's insane. And that's Milwaukee insane. is my favorite. Milwaukee is my favorite to win the title. That's how funny. That, that, that's how crazy this could be. Like That this could be a first-round matchup. Something that we thought preseason could have been an Eastern Conference Finals matchup would so happen in the remind first Remind me, for the play-in tournament, that's what it is again? It's 7 versus the 8 and the 9 versus the 10? Correct. Yeah, and then the loser of the 7-8 game gets the winner of the 9-10 game for the 8th seed. Ah, that's right. That's right. Yep. So... Who who do you have right now as your odds on favorites to get the the seven and the eight? The seven? Uh I'm gonna guess it's between the Nets and the Cavs, if I'm being completely honest. Oh, so who moves up? You think the Raptors move up? No, I would say that the Raptors would pass the Cavs. Um yeah, that's with what these I'm saying. Yeah, so, yes. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And then do you think the Cavs would hold on to get into the playoffs or um, would the Hawks get them? That's a good question. Good question. Uh, I don't know the answer to that. I need to see who's going to be back by then. Is Jared Allen healthy? Um, I, he says did, he's going to be back. He's we not did getting just surgery. See, yeah, we did just see that Chris Haynes reported yesterday that uh, Jared Allen is going to forego surgery. Um, and luckily for Jared Allen, it is on his non-shooting hand, uh, the broken finger. So, uh, But he does corral those rebounds so there's a reason that he's out needed to heal because you don't want a jammed finger to get jammed <laughs> so um but yeah i see that seven spot coming down to to cleveland and brooklyn if i'm being honest yeah i would think so too i just don't have any faith right now in in the hawks the hornets that just i don't see it right now but i think brooklyn is the one that can definitely move up you know at least one spot and We'll see how banged up the Cavs are because I do wonder, could the Nets move all the way up to six? And I'll tell you what, the Heat and the Bucks would be thrilled if that was the case. Yeah. The Sixers would not be because um, right now the Sixers are in the three seed. But uh, the Nets could really uh, throw a monkey wrench into all of this where they end up 
because I think I think everybody feels pretty confident that no matter if they get Ben Simmons back, um, when they get him back, um, and what the status is for Kyrie Irving, because right now we still can't play at home games with this. You know, there's this whole back and forth going on about that, about how fans don't have to be vaccinated. All these other people, personnel don't have to be vaccinated, but the players do, you know, to play. And that's become a whole thing with the Nets and Irving and the mayor. Kevin Durant and <laughs> New York City mayor. So that's a whole. And you know what? I mean, we can sit here and I mean, on a personal note, I could say I wish Kyrie was vaccinated. I understand it's his choice. But at the same time, if you're going to let everybody else in the building, including members of the visiting team, be allowed to play, then why can't Kyrie? Yes. So, you Which know, I, I, I know there's like, there's now like this big standoff, like, oh, I'm in charge, so I'm going to do this, you know, and kind of thing. It's just like, and or the the or it's like, oh, I'm kowtowing to the billion dollar athlete or whatever. I'm like, no, I'm like, you're just. At this point, it's just a common sense thing. So we'll see if this gets situated before the end of the season. And that's a huge, huge deal if Kyrie can play at home games for the Nets. I mean, that would be massive. Massive. But, I mean, if they end up in the 7 or 8 seed and they face the Heat or the Bucks in the first round, that's Armageddon right out of the gate. It's amazing. Because they have history it's, with both. But, I mean, right. that, that would be very fun. But even if they got to the sixth seed and the and the Sixers stayed at three. It, oh, my God. That's another. Can you imagine that first round? Sixers, Nets, right out of the gate. And, and ben would you Simmons have Ben Simmons? Probably like, playing. Yeah, you would have Ben Simmons and you'd have James Harden. Maybe you'd have Kyrie, but. Let me ask you a really the theoretical question. That's <laughs> this one's maybe a little deep. Burning in your mind. If you're the Nets, even if Ben Simmons is healthy, do you want him playing this year? I think it's absolutely a yes. I think it's absolutely a yes. I tend to agree with that, but I do wonder because I don't know. I want to make sure his headspace is right because right now he's out because of the back. Right. So I want to make sure that he's good with playing. And there's the chemistry thing as well. Now, mind you, Kevin Durant is one of the most versatile guys to have chemistry with in all of the NBA. So I don't think that's a problem. But I just wonder, like, if Ben's going to play, like, I think you've got to get him out of here sooner than later just so he gets acclimated to playing in games again. You know that he's in the right headspace. But also that there's a little bit of chemistry with his teammates going into the playoffs because you know they're playing pretty well right now. They've won, you know, four in a row and Kyrie's been on this role and Katie's healthy and whatnot. And they're finding the groove. And I wouldn't want that disrupted by Ben Simmons. Not that I necessarily would, but you never know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it would disrupt it. And they do need the defensive help. <laughs> like um everybody could. Yeah, everybody could. I mean, you, you look at his perimeter defense, you look at um how he plays in transition. I know, again, you have to ramp him up and get him into conditioning game shape. That is definitely something that's on my mind when it comes to this team. Um, if we look at this right now, okay, yeah. and say, say, say we go with what we think could happen from the standpoint that even if you say the Cavs stay at the sixth seed and say the Raptors stayed at the seven and the Nets were the eight, 
Here's what the first round in the East would look like. You'd have the Heat against the Nets. You'd have the Bucks against the Raptors. More history. The Sixers against the Cavs and the Bulls against the Celtics. That's not bad. It's a great first round. It's a, it's a very good first round. But you could, you could have the Nets against the Bucks in the first round. And then it would be the Heat against the Raptors. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then you also have, does anybody move up? Because like I said, you know, the Bucks, you know, the Heat have a two and a half game lead right now for the top spot. Bucks um, are only ahead of the Sixers by a game. I also got my eye on seat. Boston too. I mean, I, I think Boston can keep that's, climbing. That's the team I would look at because they're the five right now. You know, they've been hot. They could get um, up as the, high as two if they wanted. They, I don't think the Bucks are giving that spot up at this point. I, I think the three they could get there, depending on, you know, how much James Harden gives a damn. Um, <laughs> there's some shade, but the Bulls, you know, they've been kind of banged up. You know, they're starting to get healthy, but you know, they got Caruso back. DeRozan has cooled off a little bit, so we'll see what they can hold on to their spot. Um, so I, I, I think. I could see the Celtics go to the four, maybe the three. I mean, they're only a game behind the Sixers for that three spot, though. That's what I'm saying. And I think that the Bucks kind of are, even though they're my favorites for the title, I know how they work. <laughs> I know how they work. And they do go through these kind of weird periods to where, um, you know, they experiment. And the good thing for them, though, is that Chris Middleton's heating up. Drew Holiday has been Mr. Fourth Quarter um, the last couple of weeks. They just got Brooke, Brooke Lopez back. They're working Javon Carter into their rotation, which is interesting. Um, but they they do have their times where they kind of it, it really looks it it really goes to looking at the schedule. I think that also has to do with it. And by the way, when when you talk about the Bulls um, and their slide. They have lost six out of their last eight. So that's, See, I worry that's the about slide them. That that's happening there. I don't think they'd slide all the way back to the play-in, but no, I, do I don't wonder, think the Bulls are going to slide to the play-in. That's no, I think they've done. But, I mean, that's a, that's a three-game difference. But I I could see them sliding to the six. That's crazy, considering where they were all year. Yeah, because I mean they're, they're I mean they're only two games ahead of the Cavs. I'm not saying the Cavs will move up, but like so the Raptors are three games back. And that would be tough. Mm-hmm. But the Raptors are hot. And I'm going to tell you right now that, you know, the Raptors might only get to the first round. They might not get out of there. Okay. But they're going to make life hell for somebody in the first round because mm-hmm. they play so damn hard. Yeah. You, you want to know what I'm guilty of and what pretty much the rest of the league and who covers it is guilty of? What's that? Why don't we talk about the Miami Heat like ever? <laughs> Can we I don't. just ask that? Because they they beat legitimate teams. They have been consistently consistent, uh, no matter who's been in the games. Uh, Tyler Hero is having a six man of the year caliber season. Uh, you have one of the best point guards in the league with Kyle Lowry. You have one of the best leaders in the league in Jimmy Butler. Bam Adebayo is easily one of the top centers in the in the in the NBA. He's PJ made a jump Tucker, this year too. PJ Tucker has plenty of experience and is now a champion. They just got Markeith Morris back. 
They just got Victor Oladipo back. They're deep. I don't know why we don't talk about this team. And they probably, I think, in my mind, they might have the coach of the year. I mean, Eric Spolster is, you know, annually one of the best coaches in the entire league. Yeah, they don't get enough attention. They really don't. I don't know if it's just they're still kind of under the radar a little bit. I mean, they're not flashy, but they just go out there and they play hard and they win. They really like that's I think that's the best way to put it. Like they don't they don't have like the highlight reel guys, I guess. But dude, like no, they, I, they they're just punching the clock and and going to work. Like I'm about they to do splits. It, Look at, but I mean, when they're in there, especially with Bam, I mean, Bam has made a jump this year and just. It's a shame that he was hurt for the, you know, month and a half, two months he was. Exactly. But man, he comes, he's come back and he's just been on fire. And then, you know, and they've been banged up too, because like, you know, Butler. Jimmy just got hurt again. Uh, Yeah. And he got hurt again. He's he's been in and out of the lineup. Lowry's been in and out of the lineup. So, you know, give the credit to, you know, and like we just mentioned, you know, Bam has been out of the lineup. He missed a, a chunk there. But when he's been out there and then you look at Tyler Hero and, you know, the bounce back season that he's had, I think when you look back at last year, it wasn't better than his rookie year, but it wasn't like a horrible season. But this year he has just taken such a leap. It's been incredible to the point now where, you know, there's some people around the league that think he could be in line for a max, you know, extension, which is incredible. But he has done so much work for this team and you know still coming off the bench and happy with that role and that's exactly what they need and um he has been massive massive for them this year yeah it, it's honestly it's he's a bucket getter he's a bucket getter but he also can set other people up and that's i mean nakias has de- detailed that over the last couple of years and you can see the growth in his game that way but for me with this heat team it's it's the depth man like i'm just looking at who they have on this roster and we've seen, too, when the other guys have been hurt, that they've been able to step up. The Max Struces of the world. The Omar Yurtsevins. You know, like, you got Caleb Martin who's in there and playing his ass off. So, like, they can turn to anybody when it comes to playoff time and be comfortable with it. And, I mean... <laughs> I don't know why we don't talk about it more, like you said. I just, I guess they don't have like that big standout superstar that we talk about. They don't have Giannis. They don't have Embiid. They don't have Harden. You'd think that'd be, you Jimmy. know. So we, <laughs> you would think so, but it, but Jimmy hasn't like had a really big year. You know, he's just going out there he and be you an know MVP. what's he having? I mean, he should be a top ten MVP candidate. I think he might be, but that's for the people that really follow along, right? But outside of that, I mean, you know, the Heat are doing what the Heat are supposed to do. It's their defense, though. Like, the, their their defense is so freaking deadly, dude. Like, I'm just looking over the last, literally the last month, uh, according to Cleveland Glass, uh, they're allowing 106.3 uh, points per 100 possessions. And with the fact that we told you that there were so many scoring outbursts being made. That's um, not bad right now, man. I'll not, tell you that, don't, no, it, I'm not telling you it's not bad. It's tops in the league. That's incredible. Tops in the league is 106.3 points per under possessions in the last month. Mm. Um, allowing just 51.2 uh, effective field goal percentage. They are turning their opponents over 15.4% uh, of the time. 
which is really, really solid. And they're crashing the defensive glass. How about that? So either top uh, top six, 24% of their, uh, their, uh, they're keeping their opponents to just a 24% offensive rebound rate. So there you have it. That's, that's, that's it. And they're getting downhill. They're getting to the damn free throw line. So that's so, how they've been able to soar up to number one. And I'm not soar up because they've been one to three over the last few, you know, couple months. But they're hitting a stride. And um, we need to be talking about it. With those teams so tight right now in the East, do you think the Sixers could fall back to the five? Or do you think they, they'll be three or four? the way Boston's playing. I have to look at their schedules, man. I Well, I, I think the Celtics could move up and maybe the Celtics could get to the three. I don't know if the Sixers are going to fall below four just because the Bulls have yeah, been so Celtics wonky. Celtics schedule is pretty tough. And the Cavs, you know, with their injuries and whatnot. So I think the Celtics can definitely move up to the four, maybe get to the three, but I don't think the Sixers will fall below the four. I think they'll at least have home court in the first round. Pretty tough, too. I guess the Sixers end the season soft. But, no, that's a that's a good question. That was the East, though. That was the East. Um, let's dive into the West, and then we'll, we'll get out of here. But um, I think that we're, we're pretty convinced that Phoenix has this first seed, right? Yes. There have okay. been seven and a half games up in the Grizz. Um, yeah. Yeah. They've got a lock. I, I do want to... You look at that playing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so T Wolves, Clippers, Lakers, Pelicans. I'm like, there's nobody striking fear in my heart. Hey, the way Memphis <laughs> the way the way Minnesota's playing right now, I wouldn't be surprised if they weren't even in that spot. You think they could get up another I spot? I think they can get up another spot. I do. And that's even I, with Denver playing well. That's even with Dallas playing well. It's just it's a really competitive environment right now. But I think that the Wolves are are finding something at the moment. Um, you're getting your best play out of Cat. You're you're finding a great groove with D'Angelo Russell. Anthony Edwards, when he's healthy, is is really explosive. I think you're getting really solid defensive efforts out of Jaden McDaniels. Um, and and Jared Vanderbilt has been the unsung hero of this team. I think that you can get up a, a spot or two, even. Maybe. I mean. I think the key to those guys, like you said, is is D'Angelo Russell. Just the way that he has played. He's not turned the ball over a lot. He's not taking bad shots and running that offense. But to get them to jump up, remember, you got to get ahead of Denver and you got to get ahead of Dallas. And both of those teams have played very well, too. So I think it's going to be tough. You know, for the Nuggets, they're only a game and a half back of them. It's a three-game stretch to get up to Dallas. So I don't think they can get as high as five. Maybe they could get the six, but no matter what, I think they, you know, even if they're in the play-in, I mean, they'd have to play the Clippers. I think they can, you know, win that. Um, or in worst case, they'd get the eight because I just can't see, and I don't care if they're healthy or not, I can't see the Lakers or the Pelicans getting there. I could see the Pelicans. Hmm. Call me crazy. I, I, and I not think the that Clippers, not the Clippers. But here's the thing. I have a ton of respect for the Clippers too. And what if Paul George comes back? That's <laughs> like, what I'm saying, man. Like, <laughs> I, that, and the Clippers, even without their two top guys, 
have been able to play really good. I mean, I say really good. I mean, they've been 500, you know, the which roster is good that enough. they have, they should not be a game over 500. And that's a right. testament to, Ty, to Ty Lue. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they've been right there. And if they get Paul George back, then, you know, they've got another guy that can, you know, handle some scoring, especially, you know, in the postseason, your go-to guy now. So, I, you know, even without him, I still kind of like the Clippers better. Um, the stretch but, where the, the stretch where the Pelicans lost CJ McCollum was was detrimental. Um, that was huge. They yeah. they they should have been in the nine spot for sure. Um, but they lost these games that CJ got got the uh, protocols. So now they just got to pick it back up because they've lost uh, four, uh, five out of six now. Um, but it's very doable. It's doable, if, and they have competition. They will be going head to head with people going into in in this race. I still wonder. They play the Lakers twice, by the way, and the Clippers yeah, once, I, and the Kings. And I, and I do wonder that if the Blazers could get anything together right now. No, Damian Lillard could not they. <laughs> could they end up in the play-in and not the the Lakers? I even with LeBron playing. I d- listen, listen. One, I don't think Portland's going to be there. Um, probably not. Probably not. Two, I'm just saying. Look I out. Do I mean, not see them losing to that team. Oh my god, I cannot see that happening in a play-in playoff environment. LeBron James against these these young cats that no, realistically no. What I'm saying is the, the Blazers get into the play-in tournament. The Lakers don't. Oh, oh, you think they leap for? Oh God. <laughs> I think that the Pelicans could leapfrog the Lakers oh, and then the Blazers oh. could get into the 10. The Lakers fall back to like 11. Oh my God. I didn't even think about that. They're horrible. But they have LeBron James, bro. They, they're, and Anthony they Davis is the last 10 back. with LeBron James. When is Anthony Davis going to come back? What, with three games left in the regular season? With the, when the playoffs? I don't know when he's coming back. That'd be a new low. That'd be a new low for LeBron. I mean, I know they missed the playoffs a few years ago. Like when they had Lonzo yeah, but that, and Ingram but, and stuff, but yeah, that's different. That's that absolutely team, different. That team a couple of years ago was on pins and needles because they thought the entire team was going to get traded for Anthony Davis. And guess what? The entire team got traded for Anthony Davis. Yeah, the year okay? after. Okay, so, they, they so the second half. Of, yeah, the second half of that season, everybody couldn't you know focus because they were like they thought they were going to get traded, and then they didn't, and then they just couldn't play well after that. And LeBron got hurt. So yeah, oh god, I don't see them missing the play-in, dude. That that would. I mean, if they oh get in, god. there's they, no way the, winning the, the, that Blazers team. If they got in over the Lakers, <laughs> would be a damn embarrassment. And I know I that mean, you can't sink. I know you've synced to very low depths, but that Blazers team. No offense to Anthony Simons. No offense to Josh Hart. No offense to Big Nurk. No offense to Drew Eubanks. And these they have NBA players. But they are not nearly deep enough, nor nearly talented enough to get to this point. I mean, I mean, the- they've got guys playing twenty to twenty-five minutes that weren't on rosters last year. Like they've got Keon Johnson playing twenty-three minutes a game. They've got Brandon Williams playing twenty-three minutes a game. Like Justice Winslow is playing thirty a night for them. They just picked up Chris Dunn, who was on the the, the damn uh, waiver. There's no if, way. If the Lakers there get into the play-in, no it's because they are backing their way in. And real quick, I don't want to spend too much time on them. 
They have 14 games left in the season. The Lakers do. Okay. And I, like we said, I don't know when AD is coming back. LeBron's playing. He tweaked his ankle the other night. I think he's going to play tonight. Not a guarantee. Okay. Seven of their next eight games are on the road. Uh-huh. Of their last 14 games, the Lakers only have four games at home. Their schedule is at Minnesota, at Toronto, at Washington, at Cleveland, home for Philly, at the Pelicans, at the Mavericks, at the Jazz, home for the Pelicans, home for the Nuggets, at the Suns, at the Warriors, home for OKC, and then they end the season at the Nuggets. Are there four wins in there? Four out of those 14. How they're playing, probably, I don't know. I'm just saying, man. Oh. I don't want anybody to be you know, shocked if that happens, because I won't be. Uh, come on, man. You can't let that. You can't let that. I mean, at least let, like, the, the Spurs or the Kings. Like, come on, man. No, there's no way. Well, the Spurs, I mean, the Spurs are three and a half back, but I mean, the Spurs are not exactly playing good basketball right now either. Yeah, they gave up. I mean, none of those teams are. So I'm I'm just saying, if the Lakers make it into the play-in tournament, it's because they back their way in because nobody else played well. And I would expect them to go out immediately. Like okay. they're not going to make the playoffs. So let's, let's talk about some of the matchups. That's what I was going to get to. Yeah. If, it, if it holds the way that it is, with the T-Wolves in the seven and the Clippers in the eight, our first round matchups would be Suns against the Clippers, Grizzlies, Timberwolves, Warriors, Nuggets, love that. Jazz, Mavericks. I, I love the I love those. So here's the the shift shift here. Denver, Utah is always fun if they are able to get to the five seed. Um Looks like those top seven are solidified. Minnesota just has to win that play-in game against the Clippers. Unless, like I said, and I think they can, unless they hop Denver or hop Dallas. And one of Denver or Dallas gets into that play-in game. Which I could see. But Dallas is clicking right now. Spencer, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, what a revelation he, he's been. But on top of Luka, Dorian Finney-Smith playing his butt off. Um, you know, that, so that would be tough to see. But Denver even though I love them, I think that they're really good. And I think that they're hitting their stride and we don't know if they're going to get Jamal Murray back now, but that he did just get assigned to the Rapids to do some practice. Um, and Michael Porter jr. Has kind of been rumored to be able to come back, but they've lost two of their, their last three, uh, defensively is where I have my questions with them, uh, and their commitment to that end. Uh, I could see them dropping to a play in and Minnesota limping them. I could see that. So then, we would have Denver and the Clippers, um, which I think Denver would win that. And then you'd have Denver and Memphis, which would be one hell of a test for the Grizzlies, by the way. Um, there's a lot of good matchups that we could see. And Memphis-Golden State, I think, would be awesome. I mean, I mean uh, Minnesota, my bad. Yeah, I think, I think Memphis-Minnesota, that would be a lot of fun. Warriors-Nuggets, if everything holds the way it is right now, that could be interesting because I'd like to see Warriors the got Draymond down. back now. Yeah, they do, you know, and, but I mean, Draymond against Jokic 
for a seven-game series, that could be a lot of fun. I could see a lot of text happening. A lot of text <laughs> between those two. Yeah. Because Jet, we, all know, yeah. we all know Joker uh, wears his emotions on his sleeve. I feel like we've seen Jazz Mavericks. Like, it feels like a matchup like every year. It's not, but I guess we've just kind of been circling that matchup for a while now, thinking like this is inevitable. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, hey, I I think it'll be really fun. And I mean, I know that the Jazz have, you know, they're well, they're actually, you know, they're tied right now in the standings, but it's because the Mavericks have had such a big second half. And honestly, I'd probably favor Dallas in that matchup right now. You might have to, just because of what Luca can bring. But um And what's the way did what he's playing? I was gonna say, I think we're pretty confident and we can we could put this one in there. I think we're pretty confident that Luka Doncic will not be facing the Clippers in the playoffs this year. Yes, yes, I think we're Which, pretty good about how that. How does one Luka this play year. in the playoffs against the non-Clipper team? It's been two years; we don't know how he plays against the other teams in the playoffs. Yeah, I think it's a I fair mean, question. It's it's funny because like in the East, we sit there and we look because there is a team like the Nets, and we're like, man, that could be a big upset in the first round. In the West, I don't see a big upset. I just, I just don't. I mean, even the Timberwolves are playing better, and you know, even if they played the Grizzlies, uh, I don't see that one. And and I don't count a six over three or a five over four as a big upset. Those are pretty evenly matched. Yeah, I would say so too. I think it's a little bit more chalk in the West, and then and then it gets interesting past that. It does, but with as competitive as the league's been this year, um, I think it's really fun. I think it's really fun. Yeah, you have, let's count them. Let, let's count how many teams are 500 or above in the league this year, which you don't see. I, I mean, you see teams hovering around it, but let's go. Well, let's just go above 500. How about that? There's eight so you have in the eight West. In the, eight in the East, and you have eight in the West. You have half the league Wait, that's above 500. You have, you have nine in the East because the Hawks are at 500. There you go. So there's 17 teams out of 30 right now are 500 or better. That's impressive. And you could count you you can even go further and look at forty win teams, which means at least ten games above five hundred, and you have twelve. It's impressive. Yeah. And, and you know what? For all the talk about how the East is so much better than the West this year, there's seven forty win teams in the West. There's five in the East. And maybe you could say it's because they're beating each other up and the Nets, you know, and they're up and down and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But also the West has a better head-to-head record against the East so far this season. And and even, I, I would say this, um, even the bottom feeder teams, you know, sometimes you'll see like a 12 or 13 win team in there. I mean, it looks like there could be a, a league that doesn't have a team with, uh, you know, less than 20 wins. Like, I could see... That's incredible. You know, that that that's what I'm thinking in my head. Because I think, I think Houston can pull out three more wins. I think that Detroit and Orlando can pull out. Two Are they more playing wins. the Lakers four more times? Sir? <laughs> There's your cherry on top. There's your they cherry beat on them top. in overtime not too long ago. I mean, Jalen Green had a great game. There is your cherry on top. Thank you, Mr. Brian. I think that's how we're going to wrap it up, by the way. I think that's how we're going to wrap it up. March Madness. It's starting up. Can't wait. Again, go, go fill your brackets out on basketballnews.com. It's a very fun time. Guys, this was Keeping It 94. 
brought to you again by the basketballnews.com podcast network. Got other great ones for you to listen to. The Dunker Spot with Nikias Duncan and Steve Jones Jr. The Alex Kennedy Podcast with Alex Kennedy. The rematch with the Tom Thomas. He just did an interview with Winning Times executive producer and a star of the show. So make sure you go check that out. Dishes and Dimes with the ladies. And of course, we mentioned it earlier, but Nothing But Bets, a daily gambling podcast hosted by Evan Sidery. So leave a comment, rate, review, subscribe. Do all that fun stuff and do the same for us so we can grow this thing. Once again, this is powered by Ticket Smarter. Looking to go to the hottest concerts, sports, theater, and family shows near you? Get 100% guaranteed tickets to more than 125,000 live events from Ticket Smarter, the official ticket marketplace of basketballnews.com. Order online now. Thanks to our friends over at Prize Picks as well. Going to give you our Twitter handles and Instagram handles now, and then we'll get out of here. I am at Spin Davies on Twitter. He is at Brian Fritz. I am on Instagram at Spin Davies. He is on Instagram at It's Brian Fritz. Once again, make sure you check out basketballnews.com. We're going to have you covered for both the NBA and March Madness. Amazing, amazing article that I edited this morning on screening and guards. Nikias Duncan, he talked to Steve Kerr. He talked to Nick Nurse, Fred Van Vliet. He talked to J.B. Bickerstaff about screening and the guard position. So make sure you check that out. That's our main story here on Wednesday. And we're going to have a breakdown of the top prospects to watch for in the NCAA tournament that is going to come out on Thursday. So pay attention to basketballnews.com. We're getting it big. We're doing it big. And until the next time that we talk to you, everybody, enjoy your March Madness. Enjoy your St. Patrick's Day if you celebrate it. And enjoy the next week of March. We'll talk to you later.